Greetings, my dear podcast listeners. Welcome back. This is your host, Indra, with Aikido Talks. Today, we continue with the book uh, by Morihei Shiba Budo, Teachings of the Founder of Aikido. And this is just going to be a very short, simple uh, precautions for training that he lists on page 38. And um, as trainers, there are guidelines that we follow. But it's also nice to know. Uh, especially when weather changes, uh, for instance. But before we begin, I want to draw your attention for those of you who look at Instagram. I have discovered or rediscovered a, um, a channel which I love, and it's Steph Rose Face 6. And it's uh, Steph, S T E P H dot R O S E dot P H A S E. Six and um, you know, fitness trainer. Um, I think the name of her company is Face Six, but it's phenomenal because throughout the entire channel, she shows you basic movements that anyone can do on their own. You get like a nice wide space focus, and you can develop yourself intensively. She even shows some things with mixed martial art training, conditioning that anyone can do. But it also shows you what our range should be, you know, as human beings, being able to handle our basic weight and being able to do basic movement. So watching her is inspiring, is inspiring, um, because it just is a, a huge reminder of what we should all be doing all the time and how we should be feeling and, and how balanced we can be. So anyway, I just wanted to give you that shout out to ch- check her, her channel out. It's amazing. So here we go with the portion of illustration and explanation of selected techniques, precautions for training. This uh, chapter also, this section has illustrations as it says in the in the title um, but I will only go over the the precautions for training and here we go number one the original intent of bujutsu was to kill an enemy with one blow since all techniques can be lethal observe the instructor's directions and do not engage in contests of strength number two Bujutsu is an art in which the one is used to strike the many. Therefore, train yourself always to be mindful of and alert to opponents in the four and, and the eight directions. Let's repeat that again. Bujutsu is an art in which the one is used to strike the many. Therefore, train yourself always to be mindful of and alert to opponents in the four and the eight directions. Number three, always train in a vibrant and joyful manner. Number four, the instructor can only impart a small portion of the teaching. Only through ceaseless training can you obtain the necessary experience, allowing you to bring these mysteries alive. Hence, do not chase after any after many techniques. One by one, make each technique 
your own. And I'm going to repeat that last sentence. Hence, do not chase after many techniques. One by one, make each technique your own. Number five, in daily training, begin with basic movements to strengthen the body without overexertion. Spend the first 10 minutes warming up and there will be no fear of injury, even for old people. Enjoy yourself in training and strive to comprehend its true purpose. And six, training in bujutsu is to foster Yamato Damashi and to build one's character. The techniques are trans- transmitted from person to person on an individual basis and should not be disclosed indiscriminately to the public. Such secret techniques should not be misused for evil purposes. Let's repeat that again for the people in the back. Training in bujutsu is to foster Yamato Damashi and to build one's character. The techniques are transmitted from person to person on an individual basis and should not be disclosed indiscriminately to the public. Such secret techniques should not be misused for evil purposes. And with that, we'll be right back. And we're back. This is so key. You know, reading these precautions um, should be reviewed all the time. And it brings to a, a deeper level of training. It's very easy to get lost in the sauce. I am, I am motivated to go through each one in terms of, you know, sort of explaining my, you know, my experiences and perhaps some of your own. So the one, the first one, the original intent of Bujutsu was to kill the enemy with one blow. And since all techniques can be lethal, observe the instructor's directions to do not engage in contests of strength. So that's one reason why I love Aikido, because of the non-competitive aspect of non-tournament. Because you're not competing against someone else. Uh, It takes even more strength to compete against self, such as dropping the ego. There are booklets at New York Aikikai in the children's program where um, in the booklet, it's not only a list for the grading system, but it also has a glossary, but it also talks about a little bit of the history of O-sensei, Yamada-sensei, Shihan, and it also talks about the principles of Aikido. And one of these principles is, you know, uh, Aikido is designed and it's training to defeat the bad things in ourselves. And those things are envy, fear, jealousy, and the list goes on of all the negatives. Um, Which also refers to the other part of this list of training. In training always in a vibrant and joyful manner. Number one and number three of these this list of precautions and 
um, it's so key because especially in our world today where there's so much going on and confusion and people are in their feelings and um, are not really connecting. And the more I practice Aikido, the more I see a disconnect in people's action, in, in how people exhibit their actions and, and how that has manifested through some disconnect prior to the action. Um, but in these precautions is, I feel, embedded a, a blueprint for direction as human beings to move forward in the basic elements of training itself. So even if you're not the, the most athletic or the most uh, astute or technically savvy as you may think, I think everyone should be practicing Aikido. Um, get on the mat, learn, take it easy. But you discover so much about yourself, even in times of downtime, even in times where you may miss practice, you start to have these thoughts and and um, realizations that bubble up with your body-mind experience. But yes, it doesn't pay to engage in contests of strength because then you you lose yourself already. You've already given up, number one. You've lost, number two, to the other person's demeanor. You've, you've dumbed down to the lower level energy that is not seeking a higher consciousness or awareness. Don't, don't get that mistaken for um, a, a, a fighter, for example, who is well-trained, sharp, sharp uh, technician in sorts. That type of person has, you know, in a very general term, has trained, sharpened their skill set, and and most likely with intention of clarity of purpose. But if you get emotionally tied and do things, the mind can take over the body. If you're not the master of your mind, then everything else falls apart. So as humans, we have to master our minds first. And it does help to have a connection with some kind of a spirit you know, of something that is larger than us, which is where we can see ourselves outside of ourselves for the greater purpose of being. Not to wax philosophic, but it's something of me talking out loud and thinking it over. But it also helps me to think as I talk like this. So let's go on to number two. Bujutsu is an art in which the one is used to strike the many, therefore, Train yourself always to be mindful of and alert to opponents in the four and the eight directions. So definitely this is about randori, um, which is, is such a beautiful piece of Aikido because I remember testing as I went up the ranks and I you know continued to train up the ranks, but um, you know the testing that I had done, for with Randori, I remember it being of a sense of release, of letting go, and you know, trusting in the force, just like in Star Wars, of culminating 
all of the practice together of everything you learned from day one, from the birth, from your birth, my birth into the Aikido world. And um, at New York Aikikai, uh, Sensei really looks for, for people to be themselves, to express yourself that you're not trying to be somebody else because then you lose the point of your training in the first place. As it says in the book, you know, it mentions here to make it your own, which is the other point. So, and it's tied in with number two. Um, you can also use this. Of course, Aikido is not only done in the mat or in the dojo, and then you leave it and you forget about it. It is a living practice. So walking down the street, you are aware uh, what you say to people, what you choose not to say to people uh, is a practice. Um, what you guard in yourself is precious, is your practice. Um, you know, the things that you value is a practice. You know, um, whether you choose to do the good or the bad or the, the you know, in the, in the universe, I suppose there isn't anything negative or positive. It can be about balance, right? The scales of ma'at, the balance. Um, so with that being said, you know, the, the, the randori, organized chaos, is where, you know, some people may think of it as multitasking. So think about that for a minute in the office setting. If you're doing multitasking, what really is happening there? You know, say there's a day of frustration. You go into the office and you feel overwhelmed. So what has happened in the Aikido sense? How do you prepare for that? Or what can you say in the middle of it that is happening? How do you rectify it? How do you, how do you come out of that unscathed? There are a number of approaches. Just like you train for Aikido, you prepare by leaving all the unnecessary things off the mat upon reaching the threshold. And think of several thresholds. The threshold of the front door of the dojo, of the building. The front door of the inner room, of the, the, the training hall itself, of the dojo. The, the threshold of the changing room, tending to your craft, your tools that you put on, your, your dogi, your belt, your hakama, right? If you're taking weapons, are they in good condition? How are you putting all of your belongings together? Little things like that, everything matters, right? How do you decide to come on the mat? Are you, how do you feel physically before you get on the mat? Are you well? What is the climate? Is it hot, cold? If it's hot, you know, are you calm? Are you feeling dizzy? Do you feel present? What is your intention today of getting on the mat? Right? Regardless of how you got there, then everything switches. You are the master at this point of changing your, your environment. Your world changes because you decide to make it change. And then you get on the mat. You don't know who you may train with unless you've made an appointment with someone. But that doesn't always happen because it all depends on the teacher of what's going to happen for that hour. So all of these things taking place um, can be randori. As the same of handling things can be your misogi. So think about that for a little bit. and Think about 
perhaps we can all think of ways that we can implement randori, um, the one striking the many. Number three, always train in a vibrant and joyful manner. Of course, we mentioned that tied into everything else. Three matches the one and two. For one, um, don't engage in contests of strength because you will lose. You've already lost by even intentionally trying to do that. So it's a no-win situation. Um, So then some people may say, well, if I don't do this or I don't do that, then that makes me a loser or a sucker. I says, well, then you're totally out. You've thrown yourself totally out of the Aikido room of the principle that's being taught, right? It's not about turn the other cheek and and let you slap me up. No, it's not about that either. (laughs) It's not about that. It's about you take control. And once again, you are the master of your mind. For example, let's say this. You come on the mat in joyful manner. You don't have to be grinning like a hyena on the mat. Be in your heart in a good space when you come in. Be about learning the craft, right? Be about the water, my friends. Did Bruce Lee say something like that? Be about that. Be all about it. Um, you come in, you have a beautiful uniform on, and you're about the easy practice, but you meet a, a partner who is wretched and who's too upset and too clouded. You can have a choice. You sure do. You can bow out and say, no, thank you. I choose to, you know, I have to, you know, bow out of this practice. And then just promptly choose somebody else or go into a three, a three group. And that's it because it's your time. It's your money, but it's your practice. It's your, it's your humanity, your, your balance, right? And that's a lesson for that person. It's no shade to that person, but it is what it is. That's all. You're, you're creating your future. So it's the same with other things happening. You decide what you want. And I think um, that it's really important to improve upon always being in a good mood because it impacts your health. You don't have to talk about how happy you are. That goes beyond the beyond. And if other people are feeling down... You know, you give them your blessing, whether it's verbally or mentally, and say, you know, I wish you well. Or you could just, in action, show kindness. That's all. Um, I think in one of the books, O Sensei talks about where he was interviewed and people ask where he's failed. And one of the ones he talked about was, well, when he was teaching a class of um, law enforcement officers, and he injured the guy because he was resisting. And he said he lost. He lost at that because back in the day, initially, it's like good for you kind of attitude. But he said it was totally out of practice. That O-sensei said, and I'm paraphrasing, but he said what his, what his responsibility was, was to be so powerful to overcome his own ego in order to let that person make a choice to get out of their situation, right? Meaning, yes, you are trying to resist me in the technique, and O-sensei was trying to teach something, but recognizing that this person was totally disconnected, um, 
If you're very skilled, you could subdue them and just pin them in a safe way that they can't move and maybe talk to them in a very quiet sense and say, listen, are you okay? Do you want to take a break now? Because this is dangerous for you. (laughs) You have a choice. Okay? I said, this is not happening now. And it should not. This is Aikido. Um, I suggest you take a break and, and excuse yourself off the mat for a minute. Something to that effect. That's all. Um... So that's what this all means, you know, being joyful, but so joyful that you see because anger and all of the negatives cloud your better judgment. Okay, number four, the instructor can only impart a small portion of the teaching only through ceaseless training. Can you obtain the necessary experience allowing you to bring these mysteries alive? Hence, do not chase after many techniques. One by one, make each technique your own. So yes, some people say, oh, I don't like this teacher because I didn't get all that I needed. Everyone is different. And sure, you can have your preference. Um, But an instructor is only there for that big purpose. And the other flip side of the coin as well. You know, I've seen where people beg to teach um, and they don't understand why they don't. You know, if they're asking from a higher authority. And it's because what's been observed is that they're not ready, they're not there, or their purpose is not in being uh, the mover of people to move in a direction for their better growth. It's not about being on the high horse. It's not about having the chips on your shoulder. Um, so on both sides, there are certain circumstances to behold. Um but the instructor is there only for that time. It's like just like the saying goes, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And that teacher may only show up once. Or when the teacher passes on, did you get those jewels that the teacher was showing you? Or when the teacher sees you're ready, they'll come over to you. And that, of course, we all know that happens a lot in Aikido. You're doing the movement and you do it correctly, or you observed it correctly, and you translate it, and the teacher will come over and say, that's it. That sounds like a particular teacher that I know some of you know. (laughs) And you're like, oh my goodness. And the same thing happened to me years ago as a child doing ballet. The teachers would, would give you a sign that you got exactly what they were saying. And if you don't, that's okay. That's why you practice. You practice and practice. And make each your own. I think part of that last sentence tells me of the love I have for Aikido, that there are certain techniques that I just love for my own personal reasons that, um, that I marinate in. Okay, Shihonage is one of them. I just loved Shihonage. And I loved it even more when I did it in weapons. Um, when I took started taking weapons and then I saw the connection, it just blew my mind of what exactly was happening. But I got to sort of see it in real time. And then when you work with a partner, it explodes in a sense, right? It's beautiful. Um, it's heartwarming. It's magnificent. Okay, let's go over two more as we close this episode. 
In daily training, begin with basic movements to strengthen the body without overexertion. Spend the first 10 minutes warming up and there will be no fear of injury, even for old people. Enjoy yourself in training and strive to comprehend its true purpose. Yes, enjoy training. Just like with testing, because there are no tournaments, we do test. We do test and there are seminars. Enjoy yourself. You know, treat your body to some yummy goodness of some good food and good time. Get some great rest and think about how well you're going to advance yourself in that one hour of training. How wonderful is that feeling? You get to put on your wonderful uniform. You get to see some wonderful people and maybe get to do some fantastic techniques that you love. You can even practice or repeat some things to refresh your mind and to review before and after class, which is also an extra tip and benefit. Um, But yes, um, it starts off slow and If you know that the class is packed, then just get there early so you can do your own 10 minutes of warm-up before the class so that you're not in shock getting onto the mat and that your mind switches off. So make the time to, to be good to yourself and make the time to come early and to make that time coming early into your misogi. And lastly, but not least, is number six. Training in Bujutsu is to foster Yamato Damnashii and to build one's character. The techniques are transmitted from person to person on an individual basis and should not be disclosed indiscriminately to the public. Such secret techniques should not be misused for evil purposes. I get this a lot with kids, you know, parents talking about, oh, well, they got into a fight because... Those kids, their friends learned another martial art and they want to spar or they want to challenge or they say they want to compare. And all of these things are totally not in the principles of Aikido. And I'm sure in the deeper sense of of art forms of martial that it also holds true to others. You don't advertise these things because it shows a bit of who of of egotism. And uh, it, it also strips you away of your power. Um, and I have to repeat this all the time, especially to parents um, and for their children. Because, um, and this is, well, how do we deal with that? I says, well, train harder. You know, when you train harder and you, your, your butt is busted on the mat and you are, you, you break yourself down because you dropped your ego, you dropped self. And it becomes pure, pure art. You have transcended and you're closer to that transcendence each time that you drop these elements. And it's even nicer when you get to drop all of that before you get on the map. Um, Because then you're open to possibilities and you get to heighten your intuition, which is what I learned before Aikido, which is one of the reasons why I, I took Aikido too, or I was led to it reading about intuition, which was mind-blowing to me, and it still is, you know, which is my my love for Aikido, continues to grow. Um, but yes, these techniques, and it's transmitted. So if the teacher is throwing you, that's one way of transmission. The teacher is teaching you, that's one way of transmission. Um, working with your classmates is another transmission, person to person. You know, what you see is a transmission. What you hear is a transmission. What you feel 
and you smell even, you know, if you're smelling the mat, the air, whatever, the, the, the clothing of the geese, what have you, the weapons, the walls of the school, you know, things of that nature, you are taking in information in the microscopic level. Um, so all of these things, and you can take that out and, and by growing yourself on the mat, you end up leaving the dojo each day a stronger person because you're practicing all these sensibilities in a way that you, you don't do in the outside world. Um, and then it enhances your life as you go into the real world, in the office, at home, in your personal time, in the tasks that you choose to do, the things that you decide to move aside that no longer serve you. So all these beautiful things Aikido can impart, um, it is immense, it is vast, it's global, it is, it is us. Once again, thank you all for listening in on this episode of Aikido Talks. And I look forward to our next episode where we continue that wonderful talk of Aikido. Until next time.